The salutations to all the nations. Welcome to the DD Burger Show, hosted by the prettiest podcaster of all time, the ultimate optimist, the man who is dashing and has that voice charm that you so desire. Me, Darius D. If you are new here and you're thinking to yourself, what the heck does Fuego mean? Here is the fact of the matter. It means fire in Spanish. That's all it means. That's all it ever will mean. And if you're a returning listener, thank you for stopping by once more. I appreciate the support. Now, if you want to see this show prosper, if you want to see it go to the next level, here's what you can do. We're just going to do a few housekeeping for today right now. All it is is simply this. You just go to Apple iTunes, leave a five-star review. It helps with the rating of the show. Make sure it's five stars only. DD only wants those five stars. And also, what you can do is subscribe to this podcast on whatever podcast platform you so choose to listen to the show on. So whether it be on Spotify, whether it be on the Anchor app itself, whether it be on Google Play Music or Google Podcasts, or whether it be on SoundCloud or Apple iTunes, you can find me on there and other platforms as well. If you have any questions, just DM me at DDFuego and I'm free to help you out with whatever you guys need. And also, lastly, make sure you share this on whatever social media platform you so choose to use so if you respect the show if you want to see the show go forward and you want to spread the good news here's what you can do just go on facebook go on instagram open twitter i know you guys are on there every day and just post it on your timeline and it would be deeply appreciated and i will post it on mine and maybe you'll get a few followers from that as well so Continuing on by the title, which I assume by now you guys already knew what it was. That's why you clicked on the episode for today. But it is about collectivism and individualism. So we're going to be talking about the differences and why it's important to maybe have the latter instead of the former. We're going to get into that. But before we go on, before we get to the main course, we're going to go with a few appetizers for you guys and because I am a very studious guy from what you guys can tell by how I present myself. Here's the word of the day being that is April 4th, 2019. This is the word of the day brought to you by Merriam Webster. It is Rowl. Yes, Rowl. I said it right. And it is a verb. And it is the definition of said verb is simply this to gold or with or as if with a pointed disc at the end of a spur now that's one if you guys don't know what a spur is it's basically what they put on the ankle of a cowboy poop so you've watched western movies before western cartoons you see the cowboys and cowgirls have it at the end of their boot it's the spur and then it's the disc part of that spur but here's another definition which probably would be more conducive to your vernacular because you be using it in that sense so it's basically to vex or trouble so that is the word of the day put that into your mental lexicon so you can use it in your daily vernacular your daily speech okay don't forget it. Share it with one of your family members, with your friends. Who cares who it is? Just share it. The knowledge that you get on the DD Fuego Show. Thank you, Miriam Webster, for the inspiration. We will be right back.
yes, we are definitely in the house. Your boy DD's back in the house, and we're talking about individualism and collectivism. But because I'm such a studious man, I took it upon myself to give you guys a definition of both words that we're going to be using today. And we're going to start off with individualism. All right. So basically, in essence, it's a doctrine that the interests of the individual are or ought to be ethically paramount. And we'll go on to collectivism. And I think both definitions, well, I know both definitions are brought to you by Miriam Webster once again. One of my favorite dictionaries to use or borrow from. And to put it like this is what the definition is. A political or economic theory advocated collective control, especially over production and distribution. So those are the two definitions of both words. Now it's time to break it down a little bit from my knowledge. And remember... I might not know everything on this topic, but I know quite a bit from my years of studying. And I'll just try to give an unbiased opinion. I'll try. Well, actually, I'll say this. I lean on the more individual side because of where I grew up in North America, where it's preached about being more individual individualistic than a collectivist and the reason why is because of the principles that were founded especially if you grew up in america where you have the constitution that gives you your rights and your freedom of speech speech and expression which historically speaking most nations never had that opportunity to have it until america came up with that Constitution, the forefathers of America, and they wanted to focus on the individual rather than the collective good. Now, I think in essence, both aspects are good, whether it be individual or collective, because you want to be a part of the group. Partially what makes us human is we are part of a social group or we are part of a collective narrative, meaning or Collective effervescence, I think, is the better term, or solidarity, if you will. You want to be amongst people who are either like-minded as you, or have similar interests of you, or have something in common with you. Now, that is good, but the problem that lies, and the problem that I'm seeing right now, is that a lot of people have this mentality where it has to be if one person is offended in the group, then we're all offended. Now, that shouldn't be so because I believe that the cancel culture isn't the best thing that goes on in today's day. And if you aren't familiar with the cancel culture, all it is is this. Is that if somebody, whoever it may be, mostly it's targeted toward those of who are prominent in society. So your political figures or your famous figures. And if they make a mistake, if they have a problem or say something against another group or do something against another group, then that person should be canceled and all their body of work should be canceled with them. Now, I, in a way, am 
backing up or arguing for the person's expressions in regard to what they said. But when it comes to these things, and it could also be a brand as well, because I know Gucci got that, and I think it's Prada and Fendi too. Those three are the ones recently of the brand names that have this stigma attached to them right now. And I can understand why a person would want to cancel them because of the items that they made have historically been deemed as racist or racially insensitive. But by that same token, I would not condemn a brother or a sister who would still proceed to purchase said item. The reason why I say that is because that person has the right and the abilities and they're protected by the Constitution as well as just basic human intellect or common sense, if you will, to think and form thoughts for themselves. They don't feel offended by what Gucci and Prada do does, then by all means, they can do it. Will I lose respect for them? Not necessarily. Will I agree with them? Probably not. But does it mean that they do not have the right to do what they want? Just because they're black and they buy that thing. And it goes for any other race or ethnicity that walks the face of this planet. We have to understand that people, yes, we are a part of the group, but we're an individual. And there's none like to us, nowhere to be found. You can take the same people born in the same house and in the same under the same roof by the same parents, and we are still different. I have a younger brother. We grew up in the same era, to be honest. He's just four years younger than me. And we have the same parents, grew up the same exact way, have the same culture, but yet we think different. Why? Because we are separate in the sense that we are individuals we have the same social groups we're both christians we are both afro canadian young men so we have literally same characteristics we even look similar some people say i don't know i don't really think we look that much alike but a little bit of like obviously i'm more pretty but that's neither here nor there the fact of the matter is this, we have different thoughts and different opinions on things, different takes on things. And it's important for us to think and grow for ourselves, think for ourselves. For example, you take W.B. Du Bois and you take Booker T. Washington. Both grew up in the same time, but they had different views, different approaches. You take Malcolm X and you take Martin Luther King Jr. They both wanted the same end goal. But they have different thoughts, different opinions, and sometimes they clash. But they were still in the same social group. They still felt the same oppression, but they just had a different means to go with it. As you can see here, there should be a perfect balance. There shouldn't be not one over the other. Don't be too individualistic where you can't take criticism from the group sometimes. If the group is right, if you are wrong. But don't... Be too much full of yourself where you have the, where you are of the same mind frame where you want to do everything on your own. You don't need anybody else. No. 
don't isolate yourself either. There has to be a perfect dichotomy between the two. Yes, you are part of a group, but yes, you are an individual because you have different experience and you grow up in a different way. My experiences with some person is different from that same person because we're two different people. It would be kind of inconsiderate and rude, in my opinion, to say that because I'm a black man, therefore I must think like every other black man in Canada or America. Or because I'm a tall gentleman, that I must play a sport just like every other tall gentleman. Now, here's the kicker. I'm not really offended by the latter statement that I meant in regard to being tall. Because that's just what people think. When they see me and when they see some of my cousins and then they see some of my friends who are exceptionally tall, like, we're talking 6'3 and up. They look at us and they're like, wow, I wish I was that tall, number one. And number two, they look at the fact that most people who are, are built and are statured more than likely are the ones that play in professional sports. So it's just merely a suggestion. For example, you can take it the other way. If... You see a guy who is more heavy set. You're gonna say about that guy that he could be a sumo wrestler or an offensive lineman. You could take it in the other way. A girl who is tall and skinny. What are what profession that they would have that is more common with girls who are tall and skinny? Modeling. But you have to look good though too it depends um actually mostly most models look good or right? especially if you're in commercial modeling then you have to look good but if you're in runway modeling you have to look decent but they want the body frame but you have to look kind of different in a sense so just a bit different than a normal not really normal but an average person would look abstract if you will you have to look into these things anyways going back on the topic talking about the individual why is it important to have individual individuality because god made you an individual in essence there's none like you at all even though both your parents made you and then you have traits of them and you have traits Traits of your mother and traits of your father. Even so, you have both traits. Those traits form one trait, which gives you the person that you are today. Now, the traits in regard what I'm talking about is mostly uh, that's DNA. And they can teach you all these different things that you have embedded in, in your mind due through the training and all such of that all those things. But... Either way, you're not like one more than the other because you're yourself. Especially when you hit around the age of 30, it's hard for people to convince or it's hard for people to convince you of certain matters because you're already set in your ways and you're set in your belief systems and you're set in what you stand for as an individual. When it's all said and done, God's going to judge you 
for what you do, not for what your group does. So it doesn't matter what all the collective black people do around the world. It doesn't matter about all what the tall people do around the world. It doesn't matter about what all the people who claim to be Christians do in the world. When it comes down to the bottom line, to the fact of the matter, when the dust is clear and the smoke is risen like a phoenix from the ashes. All that really and truly matters is what I do for my life because that's what I'm responsible for right now. Now, that's not to say that when you become a man and you have your own family and you become a woman and you have your own family, your family of procreation, yes, you might have responsibilities for your kids when they are kids, but when those kids become adults or young adults, you can still care for them, yes, but they are responsible for what they do. You cannot blame another person just because of a group, just because of a stereotype that they fulfill. It shouldn't be so. That's prejudice. And it shouldn't be right, no matter whether it's a white person towards a black person or vice versa, with a black person towards a white person. It's wrong nonetheless, because you cannot just dictate all one, because of one person looks like another, then that person thinks like the group. They might be different because they are an individual, and that's why I talk about individualism and why it is important to have that and why it's important to be a part of a group as well because you want that solidarity. You want to be a part of something, and it's all fine and dandy when you talk about different ethnicities and different cultures and all those sort of things. It's all good. It's all fine and dandy, but when we trump those things over the personal experience and trump those things over the individual and put people all in these different categories in the different sex sect where we we only look at the caricature of the person, what the person looks like, and says, okay, because I study black people for a certain amount of time, I understand you, but you don't understand me. Why don't you understand me? Is because you never got to know me as an individual. You only knew me as a part of a group. And that's a slap in the face to me and that's a slap in the face of God who made me an individual. And I'm talking to every single group listening to this. Doesn't matter where you're part from. Doesn't matter if you're an American, shouldn't be so. Doesn't matter if you're Swedish, Swedish, shouldn't be so. If you're from the UK and you're an Englishman, you shouldn't be so. Doesn't matter what nationality you're from. Now I'm not disregarding nationalities, not disregarding social groups, not disregarding any of that. But all I'm saying is there has to be a balance in this thing called life. Always has to be a balance. It has to be a perfect dichotomy where you can appreciate the group that you're a part of, you're associated with because of what you look like and what you appear to be in this life. But at the same token, you must be able to have the individualistic characters about yourself. Think for yourself believe in what you believe in because I'm going to say it for myself even though I'm part of the black community there might not be 
a lot there might be a lot of ideologies or thoughts that I don't personally agree with because of my upbringing, my morals, my values, and what I think is right, and what I believe is right, and what the truth is for me. Yesterday, or a few days ago, I talked about the truth. Now, my truth and their truth might be different, but I go on the principle of the truth and what it is. And if I stand on that and what they're saying does not seem to follow fit, then there is the divide in our ideologies in our belief systems. Simply put, but by if we go follow that same logic trail, I would have to put away my values. I have to put away my morals. I have to put away what I believe the truth is and put it under subjection because the collective believes a certain thing. And because I belong to that collective, we all have to think the same thing. That's what is called the collective consciousness, which it would be in other terms and simple terms, it would be a beehive mentality. The one person has the bee is the queen bee and dictates to all the other bees what to think. And I think there should be a diversity of thought in that regard because we all have our own individual thoughts or different things. Even if you take a simple picture, okay, we're going to bring art into this because art actually shows us and teaches us things that other disciplines can't teach us because here's the thing why I say that. Other than math being the universal language that we all speak, doesn't matter where you go, two plus two equals four. But when it comes to art, you can understand what people have done in each period of that art. If I put an excerpt from Shakespeare's time, you would understand what's going on in that time as long as you equate it with pictures and music. If I take an excerpt, not an excerpt, if I take a fragment from Plato's The Republic, you would know what's going on in that time, in that period in ancient Greece. If I took a song from the 50s, you would get the feel or the ambiance of the essence of what went on in that time. That's why I think art is better. It, it's not better, but it brings the embodiment of each time period. My kids are going to understand me later on. And how I was as an individual, by the pictures I show them of how I used to dress, the music I listened to, the different paintings that were there, the different um, artworks in regards to literature, all those different things will help them understand the time period. So going back into that definition, well, not definition, going back to see how a person is an individual and what separates them from the collective. It is crucial by using those things. It gives us, gives us the ability. If you look at art, this is what I was talking about in art. You take a single picture and put it up and you set 50 people in a room. Each person will have a different interpretation of what that art means to them. Why? Because they all thought the difference. 
different. Doesn't matter if, if it's a homogenous group, which every means everyone's the same, or a heterological group. Hetero group as well. So a group means that everyone's different. So if you take both groups, A and B, one who is homogenous and the second one is heterogeneous, and you take both groups and you show them the same image, each person in both groups will come up with a different answer. Why? Because they are all individuals. And it's important for us to keep our individuality and as well acknowledge and be thankful and grateful that we are a part of a group. You can have some gratitude. You can have effervescence in that sense, but make sure you keep your individuality. This is the DD Virgo Show. We will return with Wrap It Up DD, where I wrap up and I sum up the show for you. So stay tuned. Welcome to Wrap It Up DD, where I wrap up and I sum up the show for you. All right. So we're talking about individualism and collectivism. Now, I made some key points in regard to individualism, why I think it is important to keep that instead of having this sort of mob mentality, not necessarily a mob mentality, but this idea where it's more or less you want to all think alike. So the best way to put it is collective consciousness. So it is, in essence, a good thing to a degree, but too much of it is wrong because I think the individual matters and its ability to think for him or herself. It is crucial and is important and is what makes us special in God's eyes that we are able to have these differences, but you still coexist. And also with collectivism, it's good to a degree because you want to be a part of something that is larger than yourself. You want to be a part of a church for most people. That's why Durkheim talked about religion, even though he was an atheist, saying that we want to be a part of something. There's something called organic solidarity, that we're all parts of a moving body, that we are all part of those things. But if you look at it, even with organic solidarity, we're still part of the collective group, yes, which makes us feel good. But even in that group, we have the ability and we have free autonomy, meaning that the hand does what the hand does. The eye does what the eye does. The feet does or the feet do what the feet do. So that is what is important because, yes, you can be a part of a group, but it doesn't mean that you're just a group. You're an individual within a group. Look at it in this way. You have a team sport, but each player brings a different factor to the team. You can go as far as football, which is more diverse, more heterogeneous, genius. And then you can look as far as, I like to say, tennis where more or less you're doing a similar thing so it'll be more homogenous in a sense yeah so that would dictate if you look at a tennis especially if you look at uh the 
dual matchups, they have similar responsibilities. But if you go further to football, it's more separated responsibilities. Each player, each individual on that team on the opposing side, whether it be offense or defense, each person has a specific responsibility that is different from the person beside them. Unless if you count the offensive line, which is similar, but even so they have different responsibilities of blocking and their blocking style, whether they're doing twists or whether they're doing different stunts that they need to do in order to get the play across so that they can score. That's why it's important for us to be a part of the group. But still be the individual. Thank you for stopping by once again. I thank you so much. And I appreciate all the support. Make sure you share this. Because if you share, 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 it shows Didi that you indeed care, care, care. And also make sure you subscribe to keep up and date up to date with the show. Hit me up at ddfrugal15 on Instagram. If you have any questions or you have any suggestions, input that you want to give me to make the show even better for you, the viewer, because I care that you guys like the show. And I care that about your input and I care about what you have to say so long it is constructive. This is the DD Fergo Show, so we know that we must do the outro. So don't be lame. Ignite your flame. This is your boy, D signing off once again. So just chill. Just chill. Till the next episode.